Welcome to the Kick Pod, your weekly DNM on the stuff that matters. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Lawsy. How are you? I'm well. I'm all right. How are you? You're just all right? Yeah. Why? Um, this is a sad time of the month. <laughs> Do you know why also why? we have to talk about this? What? So someone messaged Steph. Oh, and, yeah. Okay. That is said, bothering me. Is it actually bothering me? No, no, no. no. It's oh. not bothering me. It's bothering me in a funny way. Okay. Said that Steph's mean to me. <laughs> no, they said they said that they watch my stories and they watch the way I speak to you and that they're actually concerned for you and that you're not speaking up to me and telling me how you really feel and that I'm actually being really mean to you all the time. And whoever sent that, thanks for having my back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my God, please joking. tell them. We have wrong. a joke that I'm an undercover evil master. <laughs> like when the camera's not on, I'm like, I'm going to get you. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes... Oh, can I tell you a mean story, actually? Okay, okay, we'll just switch the story. I'm telling a mean story, though, oh, to okay. represent this story. Okay, cool. So uh, the other day, Dalton asked me for a lint ball. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, this is a good one. <laughs> the way she's laughing should tell you how evil she really is. Evil. So he asked me for this lint, for the lint ball, and he never liked chocolate before, and all of a sudden he likes lint balls, which is weird in itself. But anyway, so... Uh, I was at the fridge and there was one there. So I said, okay, sure. So anyway, I thought I would throw it to him. And I was probably six meters from him, from the fridge to where he was sitting on the couch. And I knew that he wasn't looking and I threw it at him like thinking, oh, he'll catch it. And I did this big lopsided. It was a really impressive throw. I'm sure. But it landed directly on his head. (laughs) And it would have been that hard from the fridge. A hard limp ball, six meters. (laughs) He has a full lump on his head. Yep. From me throwing a limp ball at him. That was yeah. pretty mean because I probably got to warned him, but I was like, it's really good to throw. <laughs> it won't hurt. It's just a limp ball. <laughs> anyway, this cheeky laugh you hear going on. I just want to back something up. We, I think we're equally as cheeky and we give each other as equal amount of shit as best friends. So I might come across mean on my videos, but Laura doesn't show her other side. You only sense. see the sweet side of Laura. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, I just snorted. Anyway. Anyway, what is coming up on Friday? On Friday. Oh, yeah, on you Friday. Because Cause I'm the new yogi, am I? What are you going to film tomorrow? A new yoga video? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I've been trying to get into yoga. It's something that I've wanted to do for a long time, but it was something that I just said and I never actually did. But ever since the kick retreat, because we did yoga every day there, I got really into it and um, I feel a lot more comfortable doing it now. So I've been randomly making Especially up. time lapse you really love. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm just sharing my yoga journey and I feel like I'm going to inspire some people who have never thought to give yoga a go. Um, and can I tell you something? What? You've inspired me. There you go. See? See? This is, I'm being mean. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I really like your <laughs> yoga videos. Yeah, see? They actually inspire me. And Thank every you. time I watch them, I'm like, oh, I'm need to do that. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> I have been enjoying them. And this Friday is International Yoga Day. Yes. And to celebrate, we wanted to create a video for you guys to follow along with Karen, who is our in-house kick yogi. Mm-hmm. Um, and she runs through a lot of the basics for yoga. So I know a lot of you might be following the program and you might be dodging the kick yoga sessions on um, the fortnightly Sundays because it can be a little intimidating when you don't know 
what certain moves are or like how a flow works. And I know for sure when I first started yoga, it was, I was just constantly looking around at other people judging myself compared to what I looked like to someone else and just thinking I was terrible at it. So mm. I never gave it a go. So this video is to go through all the basics. Um, Karen has a really good way of explaining things like poses and where you should be feeling things. Um, so hopefully you can watch that and then feel confident enough to take on yoga and go to a class in public or take it on in your lounge room on our app or anything like that. So yeah, that'll be going up on our YouTube channel and on our app. On Friday. Yep. And it's actually a nice little flow as well to follow along with. Yeah. Yeah. Also, how do you dodge yoga fortnightly on the no, it's like, like you just don't do it. Dodge. Dodge. It's no. yoga. Dodge. See, guys, she picks up on things on me too. She's mean, meanie poos. Anyway, um, enough of that chat. Um, this chat that we've got coming up is a great one. It was so much fun, but I felt like... What? Wait, the first time it's with. Okay. It's <laughs> weird. Um, so we have G Flip on. Now, G is a 25-year-old Melbourne girl. She's only 25. Yeah, she's old. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, no, impressive. Wow. So she is a singer, songwriter, musician, killer on the drums. Um, you may have heard her song that mentions my name. I've got a crush on Steph Glassman. Thank you for that reenactment, Lozzie. <laughs> We're actually lucky enough that um, she decided to sing that for us in an acoustic version. So that's at the very end of the chat. Don't fast forward because it's a very good chat. And it you get to know her a lot. Fun. She's very funny, very, very funny girl. Um, extremely successful. Um, Triple J had her twice in the top 100 this year that just passed, which was really exciting for her. Um, and it's all really kicked off for her. So she goes on a lot about her kind of experience in the music industry and her growing up and coming out as gay and all that sort of stuff. So it's a really great chat and we hope you enjoy it. Now, what were you going to say before? Oh, just that I was such a dag in the whole thing. And I was super intimidated by her. She's, she's so, so cool. awesome and yeah. cool. And I felt like she was oozing cool across the table. And I'm like the daggiest. And one of my questions I thought was like slang term. She didn't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm done. Anyway, but it was lots of fun. And yeah, she's awesome. And when um when Jay was singing at the end, Steph and I were just sitting here smiling in awe. Yeah, we were like rocking our in chairs. our chairs. <laughs> it it's really awesome. beautiful. And we hope you guys enjoy it. <laughs> Hello. Hey. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm always ready. Does it feel weird not singing into a mic? No, because I do this a lot. I was going to say, you would have done so many like radio interviews and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. You go on, they're called promo tours and it's like you do your shows and then you do promo and it's like you go through days where you do like 12 in a row. You drive to the radio stations or you sit in a room and then... Like people come interview you. So you're just so used to this. You should be pro at this. No. <laughs> is that what you I'm say? I'm not pro at anything. What about when you say like, this is G Philip and you're listening to Kiss FM? Do you do that? Do you want me to do some for kick? Yeah. <laughs> we'll do that. We'll do that later. <laughs> later? Yeah. We should do one now. They, okay. All right. Let's, yeah. It just happens at the start, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. We're amateurs here. Is it just the kick podcast? Yeah. Kick pod. Yeah. Kick like, pod. Hi, my name's G Flip, and you're listening to the Kick Podcast. Oh, oh my god, yeah. I love that! See, it was so clear. At, at radio stations, they give you a, a list, and you just go through and you say the 
20 of them. Oh, yeah, we had to do that with um, Jason PJ. We had to go, when we did Workout and Wines, we had to go through so that it could make up ads over different words and we were just repeating ourselves softly and then loudly. And And happy and sad. I don't really have a sad... Laura just goes from zero to 100. She's either incredibly depressed sounding (laughs) or or really, really happy. (laughs) I can't do just normal. They're like, no, just take it down a bit. I'm like... You're listening to Jason. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, so we like to start off every episode with some, they're not quick fire. We're going to have to change it. Anyway. Slow fire quick, questions. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> slow fire. Repetitive questions we ask every guest. <clears throat> yes. The first one, three fun facts about you. Oh. Um, I always try and think of new ones every time I get asked this. That's good of you. I so. thought it was original. No, it's very not original, Laura. Come on. Don't pretend like we made this up. I think one is that I used to run rock star parties as a rock star party host. And I taught kids how to be rock stars. Oh, that is so cute. So I would wear like leather jackets and like teach them about rock bands. So it's like when, so I went to fairy parties, very different, but it's like that. It's like that. Okay. Except black fairy parties. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I would like. That was a job, or you just did it for it was fun? A, no, it was a job. Oh. I got hired, and oh I had to God. teach them guitar, drums, and how to sing and how to do rock star moves. That's kind of cool. And I was. I, we'd all dress up with like bandanas and like mohawks and stuff. Is that something that you'd ever retire back to? No. <laughs> you know what's funny? <laughs> I thought you meant like you threw cool house parties, oh. like, and you were like a club host, like. <laughs> <laughs> they sound they sound really fun. <laughs> well, that's more fun. I will I, I will retire back to that idea. Yeah. <laughs> but nah, yeah, I had kids parties. I'd run kids parties for a while just to make money to spend on real gear. Parties. No, oh, not, yeah. not, no, not not real parties. <laughs> to spend on like instruments and like guitars and like I don't know, plugins and recording gear. Oh. Yeah, that's a fun little fact. Great. I don't think I've told anyone that. Oh, thank Woo, you for we feel very special. It. Yeah, so that that's a, a one fun fact. Another fun fact. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, okay. This is a random story from when I'm a kid. Yeah. I. Me and my sister were putting on a circus for my mum and dad, and my circus trick was I was going to dive into the floor like it was water, oh. and and I did it before they could stop me. And you broke oh, something? Yeah. or I didn't I didn't break anything. I stood on a chair. Just imagine oh. me, a little blonde kid, standing on a chair. How old do you think you were? Oh, three or four. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, now, mum and dad, I'm going to dive into the floor like it's water, and then I put my hands together because obviously I was taking swimming lessons, and then they were like, no, no. <laughs> And then before they could stop me, I fully dived into the floor. And it's kind of a story that we all bring up to make fun of me. I suppose the good thing about that is like usually as kids when they're learning to dive, they have quite a belly whacker. So you wouldn't have really gone head first. You probably would have just fallen forward. Unless you were really good. I think my fingers, like you think of a kid (laughs) diving and they put Put their hands hands first and then I just (laughs) went for it. Anyway. We live in the link we learn, you know. Yeah. I won't ever do that again. (laughs) You never know. Could, you know, one day oh, revisit it. And also, yeah. anyone listening, please don't try that at home. Yeah, no one try that. Not at that home. anyone would. We don't have anyway. Mm. Number three. Number three. Um. Oh, I I have like a pretty obsessive personality, and when I was a kid, this is really random. I've never told anyone this either. Oh, um, look at this. 
Yeah. I don't know how exclusive. these are coming to me. Yeah, these are very exclusive facts. Um, <laughs> I used to be obsessed with cars, like obsessed with not the movie cars. Because I was going to say, we also, walked in and yeah. she saw the cars on at Playside in the office and was like, oh my God, cars, and she had to take a photo of it. Yeah, Lightning McQueen my favourite movie ever. <laughs> I will get a tattoo of cars. I love that movie so much. Anyway, <laughs> that's another fact. Now we've got four now facts. Wow, we got four. That's okay. awesome. Okay, so go back to your, yep. Yeah, this fact was when I was a kid, I was obsessed with cars mm-hmm. and because I have like, I hyper-focus on like something. So mm-hmm. my thing of that month or that year was I was like probably nine years old, but I was obsessed with cars and I could tell you the make, model, year, the size of the tires. Wow. Like off Whoa. memory and I could see a car and I would tell you all about it and then <laughs> I also would like research what the interior of the car would look like what was your like dream car back then um it's kind of always been the same i've always wanted a 1966 mustang coupe nice Um, i don't even know i'm not a car i don't know anything about cars i I guess it's pretty cool i think if i if i hit a (laughs) midlife if i hit a midlife crisis and i had the choice between like a lambo or a freaking like old school Convertible V-Dub, I'd go the old school version every time. Yeah. For sure. That's good. Like a Sunday cruiser. Mm. I've Googled it. It looks cool. It's a Ford. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, well, that's what a Mustang Mustang. is. (laughs) I'm thinking like a Ford Focus. This is much cooler. But (laughs) yeah, that's always been my dad's favorite car. So then I inherited that. Now that's my favorite car. But yeah, that was a weird thing I did. And there was always like weird little obsessions I had as a kid that I'd know everything about. I'd like cone my brain but I think that's just me as a person I'm a bit weird like that makes you smart I had a friend that knew every I don't even know is it capital capital city of every country in the world oh wow and I just knew but when is that ever gonna be like I'm sorry that's awesome but like (laughs) when is that ever gonna be helpful trivia yeah okay yeah okay trivia put her in who wants a millionaire seat or something yeah that's the time Mm. I would do very bad on those shows you would probably do very well Jim no I I would suck (laughs) You I would suck. Unless it was a question about cars, then you wouldn't be. Well, now now there's too many new makes and models and everything. You've lost the passion. Yeah, I've lost. Yeah, the, the passion and drive is gone. Okay. Gone I'm into now, something else. You oh, know? Yeah, I found something else to do with my time and now I've just rolled with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for the exclusive facts. No worries. We'll have to clickbait that somehow. Yeah, definitely. We probably won't. But She's anyway. going to share four yeah. facts she's never <laughs> shared before. <laughs> the exclusive. Anyway, all right. What about the most pivotal moment in your career or life or both? Um, I think the most pivotal moment in my career was probably, um, probably the day I put my song on Unearthed and it blew up on, on Triple J Unearthed. Mm, mm-hmm. um, and, like, not everyone knows the whole story. I had that song for a whole year in my bedroom that I made, but I was making throughout the year prior, 2017, as many songs as I could. Mm. So I knew that by the end of that year and the song that I upload will be the best that I can get. So I wrote hundreds and produced hundreds in my bedroom. And then About You I actually made at the start of the year and I kept it for a whole year. And then at the end of the year I was like, yeah, that's definitely. It was a good one to drop. The best one. Mm. And I – Felt like it. It like was. It was like my identity. Like had the live drum part in it, and it was all like synthy and laid vocals, and like there was so much. Like I worked so hard on that song in my room, and I remember like feeling like it was magical. And then the moment that I let the world hear it, and then it just like well, 
Well, it just, that day changed my life and that started my whole career. So that's like that day. I remember sitting in my bedroom and I've actually made video diaries of like my whole last two years. And I remember sitting in my room and being like, holy shit, I think my life's like changing right now. And like, yeah, it has That's now. so cool. Yeah, I cried. Oh, that's so special. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cute. But yeah, I think that's probably my pivotal moment. Were you surprised by any other songs that did well? Because I feel like, I mean, I know this from movies, but maybe it's not even applicable then because I feel like movies is not real. But the songs sometimes that artists think are going to go well mm-hmm. don't. And then the ones that they don't do go well. Mm. Have any of your other songs, did you think that they were all going to do well? Did you have that magical feeling as well? Or are they all just bangers? Yeah, <laughs> they are. I mean, they definitely are. I've only released five songs. They've all done so well. They have done pretty well, which I'm also... The thing about you just stands out because it's, it was the first one kind of thing. Well, I don't think about you is necessarily the most popular. Like when I play live, mm. drink too much is goes <laughs> off. <laughs> the loudest lyric is I've got a crush on Steph Claire Smith right at the start oh. by far. Everyone, yeah. But everyone doesn't sing it. They actually yell. <laughs> it's like... It's I've like aggressive. Of, yeah, aggressive yelling of it. It's not like a nice, soulful, like, choir of people in front of me. It's like people are aggressively singing that line, loud yeah. as they can. It's awesome. Okay. Um, but I don't know. I, I'll always have a soft spot for About You. Yeah. Because that, like... It was the pivotal one. Yeah, and I just, like, my housemates who were living with me, mm. they'd hear me make so many songs and they'd listen to them all day. Like, I'd have my door cr- closed and, like, my studio in the house is pretty soundproof but they would hear that song being thrashed like day after day after day for like a whole year and they were always like yeah that's such a jam still liked it yeah Mm. so um yeah it felt good to like release it and then yeah because it also just gave me confidence yeah reassuring like i can produce music like you can can do this thing this old thing called music it's so cool it's cool Mm. that you had a magical feeling about it yeah, I don't know. I I made my environment pretty magical. At like my studio, I have like 12 lava lamps and I put them all on. And Are they create, all different colours? Yeah, they're all different colours. I haven't had a lava lamp since I was in primary school. They're so sick. You should Can invest. you still get them? Yeah. Yeah, where from? Like like $2 shops. <laughs> yeah, and even I think some of those like Australian Geographic stores and stuff still sell them, oh. I think. You definitely should invest. They actually like calm They're actually you. really soothing. We should get some for the office. You can see the, the goo like change shape and I don't know. I find I used to find them very soothing as a kid. They're soothing. You watch it. Like I just, well, I don't have a, like my attention span's pretty crazy, but I can watch well, and love it. when I said hello, it took you a moment to say hi back. So yeah, I think everyone's <laughs> gathered that. <laughs> I know. I'm like, <laughs> my brain's like, whoa. Um, but yeah, lava lamps. If you look at a lava lamp, like fixates my brain i'm like mesmerized okay we will get one yeah and thank you for the second quick fire these aren't very quick are they no we have one more we need to change the name of them (laughs) for sure we're 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 up to pivotal moment yeah yeah okay yes we're on the third question now third question what about your goal the first goal that comes to mind in your head can be short term or long term goal um i want to write a song or have a co-write on like a number one album that's cool. But, yeah, like I see myself and what I want to happen in my career is that I write for other people because hmm. I like my favourite. I think my favourite thing about doing this as a job is actually writing new songs and like being in the studio and writing 
or just writing at home. Like mm. I just freaking love writing songs. Were you a bit of a storyteller as a kid? Like where did the love of writing songs come from? Um, I was always, I had a pretty crazy imagination as mm. a kid. I've always been like inventive mm-hmm. and like thought outside of the box, I guess. I remember when I used to babysit kids, I used to make up stories for them and all the kids would like love me as a babysitter because I would totally make up <laughs> stories awesome. from scratch. We never had read, a book, s- yeah. read a book ever, which those kids probably can't read now and I'm really sorry. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, I would I would make up stories and use them as characters and I'd like make up a whole world. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I like storytelling. I guess in my music, though, I just, like, kind of just say it how it is. Yeah. I don't exactly, like, make up a story, like, a imaginative, like imaginative world with characters and stuff. I just kind of talk about my own life and, like, situations I've been in. Um, but, yeah, as a kid, I've always been pretty weird. Mm. <laughs> so, on the topic of kid, take us back to the OGG or Georgia. Yes. What were you like as a kid? Do you, were you always into music? Um, I was always crazy as a child. And yeah, I loved music. Like my first experience with music was my dad playing like punk music in the lounge room and like early Green Day mm-hmm. and like the Living End and like the Rolling Stones and me as like a two-year-old, three-year-old, like just going psycho, like <laughs> running and like jumping on the couches and like doing knee slide air guitaring and then air drumming and like I had like... Another fun fact about me, my hair wouldn't grow. So I had short hair. So I looked like a little boy till I was like six or seven. Like my hair wouldn't grow in certain spots. Like it would stay short. Like, Do you ever, oh. did you ever find out why? No, I was just weird. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like it would be like my hair at the back would grow long, but the bits on the top wouldn't. So it'd look like a, like a so mullet. You have such long hair I now. I know now I have long hair, but back then my hair was always short. So I'd just be psycho running with my little hair, like shaggy running around. I'm imagining like a rug rat. Yeah, no, legit, seriously. Like I was, and yeah, I was a terror and I was crazy and I was one of those kids that as soon as you opened a door, I'd just run through it. So we get to like Safeway and I'd just run through it. Woolworths, run, <laughs> run in. Like I'd just run into all situations. Mm. Yes. But music was always there. And yeah, music was there so I would always listen to tunes with my dad and then I took a liking to drums because I always thought drums were awesome because mm. they were like loud and I could hit things Yeah, and that was appealing. And did you actually start playing like drums or guitar or anything? Uh, drums was my first instrument and I picked it up when I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and Why drums? Because they were cool? Well, my, my, uh, my cousin, older cousin had a drum kit. Okay. And then I was always intrigued with it and yeah. I'd watch him do it and then I wanted to do that. <laughs> and then my uncle saw that I was like weirdly intrigued by them and then um, he bought me a drum kit for my ninth birthday. Oh, that's so sweet. And then that was like the best day of my life. And I remember they like kept it hidden in a room in the house and I'd been hanging out in the family house ages and then they unveiled it to me and it was like oh well everyone <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> in sync that was amazing um 
Yeah, it was like a really amazing moment and a moment I'll remember forever because it was like a movie scene and everyone was like standing around and I just like slowly walked towards my own little blue drum kit and then I didn't want to cry because I was trying to be a big girl so I kept a brave face but that's the thing with me as soon as I get a bit emotional I start crying so then I went to the toilet and then I cried there (laughs) by myself. That's cute. What about singing? Were you always good? At, I feel like you're born being good at. Are you? I wish what? I was. <laughs> no, she's not asking if you're good at singing. Yeah. She's asking, are you born Were you? with the singing voice or is yes. it something you can train? Um, I. <laughs> you looked so shocked when she said, are you? Are you a good singer? Are, are you born a good singer? Were you? Oh. Were you? Um. <laughs> I I actually didn't really sing in front of people till I was like 17, 18 years mm-hmm. old. I always sang by myself at home and as a kid growing up, I remember singing melodies over other songs. Like I'd sing a chorus over another song because I thought that my chorus was better than that oh chorus. Oh, that's the best. Wow. Like I remember like, and I think that's the first sign that I was like liked songwriting, I guess, because I'd just like sing my own melodies or like ad-libs or like backing parts over songs um, as like really young. Like mm-hmm. I'm thinking like five, maybe four, five, six, I would do that. And then I always like didn't sing in front of people because I was a bit shy about it or I don't know what my thing was about it. I just didn't yeah. do it. And then um, as soon as I started learning teaching myself piano and guitar at like 14 when no one was around I'd start writing songs and then I would never show anyone and then the first time that I, I showed say when huh? when was the first time that I sang in front yeah. of people oh um I think it was I would make up joke songs about my friends when I was like 16 I guess mm-hmm. and they were the first songs that I sang mm-hmm. in front people because I thought it was funny because they were they, they were a joke. Yeah, so you thought maybe no one would take it too seriously. Yeah, no one would take it too seriously. So then I felt more comfortable singing. So I'd make up joke songs. And in high school I made up joke songs about the teachers and <laughs> I would make joke songs about my friends. When me and my my school group went to schoolies, I made a like a full album that I of like all joke songs. Album. A schoolies album of all original songs that I wrote about schoolies. And they were like my first time singing in front of people and on schoolies everyone would get me to sing them and I brought my guitar and I'd sing them. But then I would write serious songs but I didn't want to show anyone and it wasn't until later I got the confidence to do that. Hmm. What about for anyone listening that has or wants advice because I feel like getting into the music industry I mean, first you have to have the voice, the talent, <laughs> the talent. Mm-hmm. Um, but how how did you get into it? Like, how did you? Was it just that you were sitting in the room? A passion to yeah, exactly. Profession. Like making it a career. Yeah, um, I guess for me, I do believe in manifestation, mm-hmm. and I, I guess my whole life, I was working towards what I'm doing now. Like I think about. Because before this I was a drummer. For years I was a touring drummer. Mm. And every time I was getting on stage I was gaining enough confidence to then sing in front of people. And while I was sitting there behind the drum kit I was watching the lead singer and watching what the guitarist was doing and like just banking information and like 
teaching myself. Like I was watching the lead singer being like, oh, I could do that. And yeah, all right, that's how you interact with an audience. All right. And I was like picking up tips. Like my whole life I was just gaining knowledge. And I think it's important that everyone makes sure throughout their career, wherever they are, even if they are successful, that they still learn and they're Mm. still open to learning. You need to just keep learning. Like I'm still learning everything. Like I want to get better and improve on everything I do and I never, that will never stop. I feel like I'll forever be trying to better myself or get better. Um, And I think for me I just ended up, obviously that was in me from a young age that I wanted to do this and I was had so much experience before now, um, which I think a lot of people don't really know. They just think I... One day dropped mm. a song and became famous or something. Yeah, Like, yeah, I was in bands for like six years doing the grind sleeping on people's floors on tour and like living on really old tour buses and Mm -hmm. yeah like I've done done some rough rough Mm kind of muso stuff before this happened that was all working towards this but also I feel like I dedicated my whole life to making it happen like I every day was working towards it and Mm. I set myself goals and I think setting yourself goals is important but like For me, I took my time with a lot of it. Like I was determined in that year to write as many songs as I could to make sure that I had the right one. So I wanted to make sure and know that if people don't like my music, I I went to the extent and I tried so hard that if it fails, I can't be upset Mm. with it. Yeah, and I think that's with my whole life. I need to know that I did everything because then I can't be upset like if it doesn't work out because I did everything. Mm. So, um, but I don't know if that's necessarily something that you can make someone do. I think they've got to mm. do it for themselves. You can't like yep. teach someone the drive. You got to like, they've got to find it within themselves to like go for something really hard, I guess. Mm. Does that make sense? It oh, makes 100%. I sense. love that. Do you, as if you do your best, like that is the best that mm. you can do. And I, I mean, I apply that to my exams, which is way not cool as this at all. <laughs> but I find that I'm not as nervous <laughs> if I walk in because I know that I couldn't have done anything else. So I can't stress myself out about it because I've done my absolute best and that that's all that you can do. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Did you do free gigs to start with? Is that important? Free gigs? As in like, sorry, I am so uncool. <laughs> did you ever like, did you play for free? Play and, like and a, not really get paid a, for a while or a really low. Oh, I yeah, I guess my whole life I've played for free. I've done like What's the where I've been ripped off even. I've done wedding gigs. Uh-huh. I was make I was a DJ for ages. I DJ'd at Revs like around the yeah, corner for, for a whole year. I yeah, playing in wedding bands. It's like you can just you can play those songs over and over but you know, at the end summer of 69 and <laughs> and Wonderwall get a little bit old yeah I remember actually I think it was like the week before about you came out I had a wedding gig and I remember packing up I think I sat I, I sang a bit and I played drums for a wedding and I remember packing up and just being like I bloody hope that's the last time I have to do that again mm. and it was the last time mm. I have to do that again um that's cool but yeah I did that for ages and you'd get not – sometimes people wouldn't pay you. You'd mm. have to chase down money and it sucked. Or like there were like 
back in the day there was like more dodgy kind of stuff where um, you'd only get paid for how many tickets you get you sell mm-hmm. rather than like them giving you a fee up front, which is like a bit dodge. Mm-hmm. So there's always been like a little bit of – there's been shit times, but yeah. But look at you now. Yeah, it's all worked out now <laughs> and I'm having a lot of fun. And it's, yeah, it's not as crazy as it used to be, living paycheck to paycheck. <laughs> hmm. Well, you're an incredibly unique person um, and I love how you hold yourself and you seem really comfortable in your own skin and just to be who you are and not try and be anyone else. But have you always been that way? Have you always been cool to kind of dress however you want, act however you want because um, that's you? Or was there ever a time that you felt like you had to try and fit in and act a bit differently or anything? Yeah, I feel like I've always been who I am mm-hmm. since like a very young, little, short-haired girl. <laughs> um, yeah, I've always been pretty bold and loud and like know what I want. And I've always, I even, if you look at photos of me when I was like really young, I dress the exact same. <laughs> and yeah, I've always been like exactly who I am. I think the closest to being not who I am was definitely in high school mm. when, you know, when you start going to parties mm-hmm. and like back when everyone went to parties at like 14, 15, mm. they'd wear like skirts and stuff. Mm. And the less clothes you wore, the better. Mm. Yeah, kind it of. It was literally the way it was like the le- you would be, you remember there was a rule like legs, boobs yeah. or midriff, but you'd be like, just do all of it. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I I like there was like everyone would wear like just like short like tight skirts and like tight singlet kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like a singlet it's dress. The, it was the Supre look. Yes. Yeah, the Supre look. Yeah. <laughs> so I never owned any of those clothes, but my sister would dress me mm-hmm. to go all my friends would dress me to go out to a party. And I would I kind of would just be like, yeah, whatever, just dress me like whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I look back and I'm like and I knew, like, I was very uncomfortable. <laughs> I was so uncomfortable. There's a lot of material going on in those Zubray dresses. No, I was so <laughs> uncomfortable. And then, like, a few, like, a year or two years later, I was like, I'm never wearing skirts again. Like, I hate that. And even as a kid, a young kid, my mum used to try to put me in dresses and as a two-year-old I'd mm. scream and be like, <laughs> no, and then, like, just be not about it. It's so not me. Yep. I've always been just a little tomboy, but I went through that phase and I laugh. I laugh at it. I'm like, oh, that is. Do you have photos? Yeah. I do have photos. Do you laugh when you look back on it now? Yeah, but I don't want to show people. Oh, no, we don't want to see. (laughs) Don't worry. (laughs) No. Yeah. No, yeah, I laugh. Like I send them to my friends and I'm like, hey, like what are you wearing this weekend? (laughs) I'm thinking about this outfit (laughs) as a joke. But, yeah, and I went to formal and I wore a dress. Mm. Um, it was from, like, the emo shop. What was that emo oh, shop? Um, oh, d- uh, not, no, not Valley Girl. Uh, um, Dangerfield. Dangerfield. Dangerfield, yes. Valley Girl. No, <laughs> no, it's because it was around that same time when it was cool. Yeah. So it wasn't, like, the most, like, girly, but it was, like, a more emo dress. Nice. Um, Did you, did you ever like go you, through an emo stage? Yeah. Yeah, I went through a rocker stage. Yeah. Like, I, black eyeliner and... I went through, a, yeah, like, because I was, like, heavily into drums and rock bands and, like, Paramore and stuff. So I went through, like, a bit of a rock kind of stage mm-hmm. where I wore, like, tartan jeans. Mm-hmm. But then I kind of just came back to what I always wore as mm. a kid, just T-shirts and... Comfy. And hats and 
Yeah. And Crocs to red carpets. And Crocs to red carpets. <laughs> exactly. <That's amazing. laughs> no, I don't know about Crocs anymore. Oh, what? They don't show me any love. I just want some love back. Come on, Crocs. I know. You're your number, number one supporter Crocs? here. Huh? You want free Crocs? I, I want to like a legit like, a like contract. Role? I want to be an ambassador. <laughs> I love them. Yeah. They're, they're light. You can clean them really easy. <laughs> they're good for your back. Yeah. Good for your feet. They're so comfortable. They're breathable. They're great for airports. <laughs> you see? You, I yeah. just, they've got a huge store in Chadston, I think, yeah, I think with all do. the Crocs in the window. You should just walk it's like in heel there. Crocs. I should walk in you there and demand. You should make a demand. Croc song for them. <laughs> a Croc song? <laughs> a Croc song. That could be Just that's sneak a in a little line, Crocs, contact me. Just, yeah. <laughs> yes. No, I want to be an ambassador. <laughs> I don't, and I don't like... You're like, what else? Where else can I say this? What other platform can I say this on? I know. It's like the only product that I really get around that I just like in love. Okay. Well, Crocs, if you're listening. I know. What country are they from? Oh, gee, you should know this. If you want to be their ambassador, you've got to know where they're. I'm going to just say the USA. Laura's Googling it. Yeah. Where are they from? (laughs) Wait, I Googled Croc original country. Is that Colorado, 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 United States. Co- Colorado. Really? It's Co- an American Colorado. company. Oh, it's American. 2013. Surely. It started. I can someone. I knew it. I knew. Do you okay. know anyone in Boulder, Colorado? Colorado. Yeah, <laughs> I do. My best mate lives there. Oh, there you go. Get it. Hit head up headquarters. Boulder, Colorado. Well, um, yeah, your best mate better listen to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I should send him down there. Yeah. <laughs> do it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <sighs> I wonder where the head office in Australia is, though. <laughs> we can find that out too, I'm sure. Maybe, Maybe the- that's the thing. I just walk in. Yeah, sure. I don't see why not. I don't see any other ambassadors for them. They need it's somebody. It's actually in St Kilda. That's not far. <laughs> Maybe after this we'll get onto that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll work on this conduct for you. Yes. So... <laughs> Talking about being comfortable with who you are and everything like that, um, I would really, really love to hear your journey if there was one um, when you found out that you were gay, whether you came out straight away or was it something that you kind of weren't sure about for a while, uh, anything you want to share? Yeah, I guess my my story, It's I think it's pretty cute. I think I oh. just, <laughs> I like, I always knew that I liked girls. Mm-hmm. As in always, as in like from a very young age? From like as soon as you have crushes on people. Yeah, like, right. I don't know. Well, I was like five and I had my three? first crush. Like three? I think three. I you defi- can talk when you're three. Three, yeah. I, I definitely had had crushes on girls when I was three. I think mm. my whole life I always have. Um, and this is really weird, but I remember the help teacher at kinder oh. when I was three or four. Oh. I just wanted her attention Aww. and I remember just wanting like when I look back on it now I think it's funny because I just wanted to hold her hand and like sit in her lap and like be hang out with her all yeah. the time <laughs> and now I think maybe I had a crush on her when I think <laughs> about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah I always did like girls and I didn't really tell anyone throughout mm-hmm. my whole life and then I remember like in primary school being – being like, no, I have a crush on, I have a crush on this boy, mm. and always being like, no, I don't like girls, I like boys because I have a crush on. Did people tell you that they person. thought you were gay ever before you came out? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. My whole life, people have been like, are you gay? Just because I'm a tomboy. Is that because you don't wear dresses? 
Like the biggest stereotype ever? Yeah, people just being stereotypical Mm. there, I think. Probably a stereotype. I don't know. People even like in high school, I remember in year seven, like this girl would always be like, why don't you just tell people you're gay already? Mm. And then I was like, in my head, I was like, I'm not gay. But I secretly was like, maybe I am. (laughs) Was that, did you find that like made you upset at the time? Did you hate that people said that? Not really. Did it kind of help you along the journey? I I never really thought about it too yeah. much. I think I was just like, yeah, You kind of knew it was there, but you never really. So when did you come out? When did you like tell people like your family and your friends? Um, later in life, I, after high school, mm-hmm. after high school and yeah, I think first or second year in uni. Mm-hmm. I think it's sec- second or third year in uni. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I, I brought my... My friends all came over and then we all sat on my bed. Aww. And then I was like, guys, I like girls. <laughs> and they were all like, like, yeah. they were not faced. <laughs> they were just like, well, yeah. <laughs> like, and yeah, they were just like so Supportive. nonchalant about it. They yeah, were just like, so good. yeah, cool. And then I like when I told my like closer family, they were just like, oh, cool. Mm. What do you want for dinner? Like it was <laughs> yeah. just like. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it wasn't like such a, I guess, a big big deal or mm. anything. It was just kind of, oh, yeah, cool. But, yeah, for me it was like I've always been very sure of myself mm-hmm. and I've always known who I am and I feel like as soon as I, like, figured out my sexuality, I was like it was like the missing, yep. the missing thing or the missing link that I was like, ah, oh, like mm-hmm. it just made so much sense and I was like, Oh my god, I'm, I'm so myself now. Like, yeah. I feel like I was, yeah. It just like, yeah. It like opened my whole life up. Yeah, that's in a awesome. Way. Did you yeah. ever have a boyfriend? Yeah, I had boyfriends throughout uh, high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I remember <laughs> my first boyfriend who <laughs> asked me out. I was not ready for him to ask me out. <laughs> I had no idea it was coming. And like seriously, I feel like the week or a few weeks before that, I was showing him my dance. I was trying to teach myself how to break dance, <laughs> and I was like in the street showing him my break dance moves. And the next week, because his friend asked my best friend out, so then he asked me oh. out, and I was like so confused because I was like didn't think <laughs> that was I don't know. I just yeah. didn't think of him like that, and it was yeah. Anyway. That was my first boyfriend story. That's very high school. I feel like that was that it's happened very to high me. School. It's like your you want your best friend in because then you can plan your families. It's literally we were like no, but if you get married to this, yeah, I dated my friend's cousin, so then we could somehow be related when we grew up. Oh my god, that's <laughs> <laughs> do you still follow those rules? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I feel that like is you said that to me once. Have I? Yeah, um, you've said you should date. No, no, no. So when I was in primary school, I like my whole primary school, I had a crush on this boy called Robbie. Um, we eventually dated, and I say dated, like I don't think we even ever kissed. Um, in primary school? Yeah. You probably yeah. like met up. Well, we every Friday we met up. His dad loved me. He was a legend. Um, anyway, but I remember in year five, Haley, one of my best friends, so I was trying to set them up to go to the disco together, mm-hmm. I think, and I pretended that I didn't care and I like just wanted them to be together but I thought it was because if they started dating then I'd see him more weird anyway I ended up dating him so it's a thing (laughs) it it is a thing (laughs) it's a weird thing um 
And talking about girlfriends, Jem mm-hmm. is amazing. She's mm-hmm. a bit of a rock and I can see how supportive she is with you. Every time I've been around you guys, she's, yeah, she just seems super supportive, but she's also really grounding, I feel like. She's really mm-hmm. real with you and kind of tells her how, how it is. And yeah. How important is that to you, um, I suppose, because you're travelling so much, you're touring so much, so much is happening for you right now. Mm-hmm. Do you find it a, a super important thing having Jem around? Yeah, it's great having Jem around and she's a bold woman, mm. so she'll she'll say whatever she feels, yeah. which <laughs> is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's a bit of a firecracker. Um, yeah, it's great to have her around and she's a great support. She's also like performer and is mm. and works in and the gets it. Yeah, performing world. So um she gets it and like she's taught me things. Like she's uh, I've haven't really had singing lessons, so she's had singing lessons her whole life. So mm-hmm. she even like taught me about warm-ups and like what I wow. should do and steaming my voice and like she helps me make sure I have vocal care and stuff. So she also helps me and, yeah, on the road it's so lovely just having her around because obviously she's my love. And, mm. Oh, um, that's so nice. Yeah, she definitely grounds me and just is great support. Mm. And she's just funny. We she just, is funny. We just laugh a lot, so that's always good as well. And you've got a good relationship with your sister too, hey? Yeah, my sister is – she actually – she quit her job and she's my personal assistant now. Oh, oh that's sick. God, that's the best. So we roll on the road together. <laughs> That's so good. And, yeah, she just helps me get stuff done. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's always so much to be done and I feel like there's never enough hours in the day. So it's so helpful having her around and also, like, she knows me very well so it's, like, easy for her. Like, her, the job's easier because she knows what I'm probably thinking or what I'm probably going to say or what my reaction or answer would be to stuff. So, yeah, Sammy's, That's good. Sammy's awesome. So you've got your crew. I've got a crew, yeah. A little entourage. I've got an entourage, yeah. <laughs> a girl got, gang. Yeah, but then also now the, the boys are the cool. Boys there, the boys, I've got the two boys I play on stage with are my best mm-hmm. mates. They are such legends. They're really, really lovely guys. Mm. Yeah, they're sick. Toothpick and fern tree. Did you? When? Where did these? When you were calling them that, I was like, where did these nicknames come from? Do you know? Yeah, I named toothpick. Oh, so toothpick. that was your nicknames to them? Yeah. Okay. I, me and Toothpick have a cute story. I, When I was playing drums in bands for years, I was playing in a band called Emperor and mm-hmm. we went on a tour to America for four months and we were going to live on a tour bus mm-hmm. with another band. So me and the two boys from Australia, we flew over to the States and then we met this American band called Racing on the Sun and Toothpick was in that band. And before I met Toothpick, me and the bass player were a little bit drunk on the flight on the flight over to them and we were looking at the band picture and we were, like, giving them nicknames and then I just looked at Toothpick and I was like, that's Toothpick. <laughs> and then when we met him, we just called him Toothpick. And now, yeah, he's been Toothpick ever since. And he obviously played in that band and I was playing drums in another band. I hadn't told these people that I was making my own music or I wrote songs. Um and then I guess when you live on a tour bus, you work out who you become really close with and who you don't, you're not as close with. Mm-hmm. And me and Toothpick would always kind of go off on our own and we'd bring the guitar and sing like Usher songs together and like mm-hmm. R&B hits. And um, he just worked so hard and I was always had in my brain, if I ever had a lineup or a band one day, um, I, I would hire him and he'd be in my band. And then, yeah, the I guess About You blew up 
Then I was going to play my first show three weeks later in Texas at South by Southwest, which was like all happened really, really quick. Mm. And I called Toothpick up and I hadn't seen him in two years and we cried when we said goodbye to each other because it was like we don't know when we'll ever see each other again and because we live so far apart. Mm. And um, I called him and then I was like, dude, Shit's gone crazy in Australia. My song's blown up. I've ne- I've got three weeks to get a South by Southwest show together. Um, can you please like be in my band mm. for these shows? And then yeah, he like quit his job, got a flight down, slept on my couch for three weeks, helped me put the show together. And then I kind of told my team I'm never playing a show without him. So put him in the budget because oh. he's flying oh. everywhere with me now. And yeah, he's my bestest mate and the best mate ever he's the coolest best dude in the world he's very cool yeah seriously he's awesome and then fern tree so i had toothpick and then three days we needed another band member yeah like i had another role to fill i guess in the band like i had band parts that Mm. like bass lines and drum parts that someone else needed to be there and then my team found him on instagram (laughs) my manager found him on instagram Mm. And um, then, yeah, we were just like, can you learn these songs and play South By with us? And then we met him two days before South By and me and Toothpick talked about imagine if he's our dream dude, Mm. like, and we all get along. And then we just, like, all got along, all clicked musically and it was, like, magic and then never let them go. You know what I'm going to say was really cool when I finally got to see you actually play was that – you all move around so much. Like you all yeah. swap instruments. Like even mid-song, you'll just, mm. you'll like be like, I'm done with singing, I'm going to go play the drums and then like yeah. they'll get off the drums <laughs> and go to the bass and it like, it's like constantly moving. Yeah. It's, it's really, really cool to watch. Very chaotic, like my brain. That's what I always <laughs> envisioned my show would be like. I wanted everyone to be swapping and changing. I don't know. I feel like it's more engaging to watch. Mm. Like if I was just behind the drums the whole time, then there wouldn't be that element of engaging with the crowd. So then I kind of mix it up. So there's a few songs where I'm going crazy and then there's some when I'm on guitar and then there's some when I'm on piano and then I'm on drums. And then, yeah, sometimes midway through a song I'll just be like, fuck this shit, I'm getting on the drums now. And then, (laughs) yeah, so, yeah, it changes a lot and the boys change as well. So that was kind of in the job description that they had to be multi-instrumentalists. So they, we can all change around. Pretty awesome that you imagine that and it's all come together. Yeah, I guess that's like the manifest manifesting. Yeah. Like I thought about what my live show would be like and I thought <laughs> about what we'd kind of be like on stage and, yeah, I kind of all had a little plan. I even made like a Word, like a PowerPoint document which oh. had <laughs> everything, <laughs> like what my stage is going to be like and like what we do on stage and change instruments and like I'll do three songs on this instrument and then a few songs on that. Like I had it all very planned out. So if there was ever interest from management or a record label or something that I would be like, here's the PowerPoint that I've worked <laughs> on for like a whole year and this tells you everything. So, yeah. You mentioned before that you wrote the song Drink Too Much. Mm-hmm. How is your relationship with alcohol now? Is it hard being on the road all the time mm-hmm. and working? Obviously, all your gigs are really late and a lot of people are drinking. Mm-hmm. Has that changed from when you first started? It has changed, mm-hmm. but like for the better. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. It's like because now I have more focus and mm. like 
I'm essentially the head of like a project and like I'm in charge of the decisions. I'm way more focused. So I drink a crazy amount less than what I used to. When I was like playing drums in bands, because I, it wasn't my project. I wasn't writing the songs. I just had to kind of get in there and play the drums. I would drink so much more. Mm-hmm. And because my my focus and my passion, I wasn't really fulfilling that. Mm-hmm. Drums, drums was my passion and I loved doing it, but I wasn't in charge. I didn't have a role. I didn't have responsibility. Yep. So then as soon as my project started and the year that I'd kind of had in my bedroom writing as many songs as I could to make sure I got one gem out of it, I guess, I... I went sober for about six months where I just didn't touch anything. Yeah, wow. Um, and, yeah, and that was that was awesome. And then now I haven't been able to drink like I used to, like I get horribly sick. Yeah, so you just have <laughs> um, a good relationship with it now. Yeah. It's now like I think I'll go out or like, you mm. know, have a party or yeah. a few few drinks maybe yeah. once a month or just after a tour, like after four weeks is yep. done and the yep. whole band we kind of go Wow, celebrate. so not on tour at all? No, on tour I don't okay. drink. I, is some, that common? I think more and more it like it's becoming yeah. more common. I yeah. feel like back in the day everyone would be drinking and like drugs. Like a rock star. <laughs> but now I do not drink on tour at all. I can't, I can't afford to do Need it. that clarity. Well, you only get like, I can't even express how tired you get on yeah, tour. Yeah, of course. I don't think many people understand. It's like you you finish a show where you – it's like the biggest workout ever, mm-hmm. like so much sweat. By the time you leave the venue, say hi to everyone. If people stick around, you might get to bed by like 2.30 or maybe 3 by the time you have a shower mm-hmm. and get yourself ready to catch the next flight in the morning. And normally you'll leave the hotel to get to the airport at like, I don't know, 6 to get a flight at like 8.30 and then you're – few hours flight to wherever you're going next and then you got to go to sound check but maybe before sound check I'll have some interviews or yeah and then I do sound check and then I might have one hour of freedom which will normally be going back to the hotel to eat mm-hmm. and then you come to the venue do the show and then it's like that but that and you have to give a hundred percent in every show yeah and it's like you got to always be on mm, as yeah. well like I don't know so you do get so so tired so if I was partying I just don't, don't know, know how you do it. Yeah. I just don't know how mm. I would function. I just don't even. I think I would just get really sick. So yeah, I like. I'm so. I'm a grandma on tour. Was there truth in that song though? Other than the fact that you got a crush on me because you know <laughs> <laughs> don't need enough. <laughs> I drink too much. Like I actually wrote that song ages ago, right? Yeah, like. What year is it? 2019, 2016. Yeah, you're old, Steph. Thank you. You are so 2016. Well, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Back up. She didn't write a song about Laura Henshaw, did she? No, no I'm joking. So that's coming out on the, on the album. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, more so <laughs> about the drinking and, and, yeah. and like the relationship side of it. Oh, yeah. I um, That song was inspired like pre, like I think it was about, but when I came off the tour bus, mm. And I came home and then um, I was like just on the tour bus I was because I was just drumming. We were drinking a lot and there was mm. a lot of partying and a lot of like radical behaviour. And then I came back and I was still kind of in that zone and then that's when I wrote Drink Too Much. 
and I wrote it. I came home from a big night out and I was, I got home at the next day around lunchtime. And then I had an hour till I had to go to a family lunch. <laughs> so I shouldn't go to sleep because mm-hmm. I'll mm, not be wake worse. Up. Yeah. I'll be wrecked. So, so yeah, I, I had a bass guitar and then I wrote it with a bass and like a piano. Because, yeah, from the bass line kind of. Was that first line a late uh, addition? What were you thinking about, oh. Steph? <laughs> no. At that lunch time? No, no, I don't mean it like oh, that. I have to go to family lunch. I mean, lunch. like, the Drink Too Much song particularly, like, did you write that song kind of in order or did you get the chorus down pat before you started anything else? I actually think the first thing I wrote was that I just want to get into trouble. Mm-hmm. I want to be out to lunch. And then I, to me, that works really well as like a pre-chorus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, that's not a chorus. It's not really a verse. That's like a, like a working towards the record kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure I wrote that first because I've got it recorded in my like phone memos. Mm-hmm. When I wrote it mm-hmm. and, like, I've got bits and pieces of me back in 2016 playing it on guitar. Um, but, yeah, in terms of the order, I, I feel like maybe I don't think that day I wrote your part. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Yeah. What, what made you put that in? Where was, was there a moment <laughs> like, oh. Well, I used to work at Revolver Drums in Chapel Street. Yeah, and I used to walk. show it a lot at Higgsy's studio above uh, it. And I used to walk past Steph all the time. Uh-huh. And well, then, she did, well, did she smile? <laughs> no, I don't think I would. Did I, you, oh, you didn't No, I would be playing it way cool. <laughs> I would just be like, oh. But I walked past you like I think I was doing shifts like. Had you followed me and that's why you recognised me? Or did you see me first and then you found me online? Are you I assuming think- that she followed you? No, I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, Lordy. I'm, I'm asking a question. I'm I don't have a song. I'll be quiet. No, <laughs> no I just, I'm interested to know, like, if you saw me and then later figured out it was me or if you already recognised no, me. No, I, I knew who you were. Okay. I was following you. Okay. Oh, yeah, because you had to know your name. That's what I'm saying. That makes a lot of yeah. sense. Okay, right. thank you. No, I I, I was following you. <laughs> and then, yeah, in Chapel Street, I'd walk past you on like I had lunch breaks or like I'd walk to Pran Station or something. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I'd, I'd walk past you like three days in a row and I was like, <laughs> I need to put this in a song. <laughs> and then, yeah, that's where it kind of derived from. Cool. But, yeah, so you were, you were shooting around there. Well, when modelling was my full-time job, yeah, I would have been there quite a lot. yeah. Well, yeah. that's legit. Well, there you go. Yeah. Thanks. And now here we are. <laughs> here we are. We Doing have a, a question to finish with. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Or I like this one. <laughs> so if you could play any character in any movie, who would it be and why? <laughs> You're looking at me like, um, what is that question? Um, is this your favourite question? <laughs> can, you, can you tell? <laughs> you love this question. Yeah. Has anyone asked you? Yeah. Your answer? Yeah. What is it? Yeah. No, I already said it. I didn't say it again. You can say it quickly for G. Oh, the intern. Anne Hathaway. Is that her name? Yeah. 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 Okay. Anne Hathaway on the intern. Or never, Sandra never Bullock. Seen it. Boss lady. <laughs> um, or Sandra Bullock, in yeah. In the blind side, yeah. I've been thinking about it. Do you have one? Yeah, I think so. Okay. What would it be? I think I'd either want to be... Angelina Jolie and Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Ooh, which yeah. is badass yeah, yeah. and is with Brad. Um, or Jennifer Aniston in like anything. Oh, yeah. She's awesome. <laughs> I kind of always love her character. Yeah, she's cool. In everything. But yeah, anyway. she's good in everything. 
Is this the worst? Do you know? Can well, I tell you the truth about this question? Yes. So what happened? There was, is good truth behind this. So I, someone actually sent this through on a question thing on my Instagram. I did like a question poll thing, and I said, I sent it to Steph, and I said, "Oh my god, this is the best question. We should ask everyone on the podcast." And I got really excited about it because originally missed, it was a great I question. I misinterpreted. Yeah. <laughs> and I ruined it. So no, I thought did. it. I thought it was that, and now we have to keep it because we've been That's doing what it, it is, for yeah. three weeks now. <laughs> Um, I thought it, what it was was what character who should play you in a movie? Yeah, like if there was what a movie actor? about G Flip, what actor ah, would you pick? Okay. See, yeah. I was like, yeah, but that's I sick. interpreted it as <laughs> who would you want to play? <laughs> so it's going to stay with it's that the now. Way it is, okay, so you just have to answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, oh, my answers would okay. Fun fact: I don't really watch movies. Mm-hmm. Okay, it can be a TV show. Um. My the things that I do watch though are Pixar movies, oh. hence why I love Cars. Yep, and there was a poster of it before yep. we came into the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Lightning McQueen. I love Toy Story. I love the next Toy Story is coming out in. Like, I know. I literally cried watching. I, I <laughs> I'm cried. so excited. I I cried. <laughs> Did you cry in number three when he put his yes. toys down and walked away from the little girl? Yeah, li- my heart broke. I was like. Oh my god! When they all hold hands yeah. and they're going into the fire. Oh, stop! I that, same. I. You know why though? I think our age, because you're around the same age, ain't? I think it's because we were the exact same age as Andy. So when Toy Story one came out, we were like Andy's age. When mm-hmm. Toy Story two came out, we were Andy's age. And then mm-hmm. when he was graduating, I was graduating high school. So I like had all the feels ah, okay. with those scenes because yeah. I was graduating and I wasn't going off to college, True. but. Putting my toys in a box. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I reckon. So, but so what's which your character? character? And <laughs> um, well, yeah, maybe Lightning McQueen from Cars, or like Woody, or yeah. like, or like the loyal friends. Yeah, just like any Pixar character. What does. about my favorite is Monsters Inc. That Pixar. Oh yeah, hmm. that's a great. Even Monsters University. Same. I like yeah. that. Was a flick. Yeah. That was great. I, like, I was worried the about blue it. One? The what? Sully. 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 Yeah. Mike Wazowski. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So to finish off, we thought because we've got you here mm-hmm. and we ruined it with such a bad question. Wait, yes. wait, wait, wait. Before, before, I just want to let you guys know that I'm going to PT after this. Well done. <gasps> Is that something you do? <laughs> yes, yeah. recently. Recently I've been doing it. Loving. Are you liking it? Um. Well, yeah, because I just need to get my fitness up a bit more for stage because I run around and sing. You do. You run around a lot. And drum. And um, I just want to get my fitness up a bit. But I just wanted to let you guys know because I feel like you would appreciate that. We really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Thank and you for adding that you're, in. You're the only people that I really want to tell that <laughs> to. I don't tell anyone. Well, that means a lot to us. Yeah. Oh, that's really sweet. Well, we've actually got some uh, kick protein bars for you, so you've got a snack for after your gym there session. There we go. <laughs> awesome. Um, but no, before you go... Um, I did ask you to bring your guitar, so thank you for doing that. Um, We are lucky enough we're going to get G Flip to perform, drink too much. I think I'm going to leave the room for the first line. (laughs) You should sing it. Oh, no. You should should sing the first line. When you went, did you sing it? No. I heard you did. <laughs> okay, I had like four. <laughs> I heard you Someone did. I heard the rumours. I look at this video. No, and I had like it. four. Oh, I might. I don't know. Maybe I might. But <laughs> I. You I, that up. I don't think, no, I don't think I did. I think because you know why it actually kind of annoyed me. Like one fan. <laughs> 
of you or put Jean? the torch on her phone. Who were the fans? And of? right before the line, which I was <laughs> pumped to hear, right? I was like getting ready. <laughs> she tapped me on the shoulder and made me turn around, so I completely missed it. Oh no! And she recorded me during that time, so she sure got a great video, but. Ruined your I actually moment. didn't. So I, I actually it didn't now. see it because I didn't know it. Okay, I'll see you. Want me to leave the room? No, <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> uh, we'll just have a moment together. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jay's going to sing the song, uh, obviously live. So lucky. Us. We're very lucky. Thank you. No worries. And thanks for thanks for coming. No thanks stress. for chatting. It's been wonderful. And your busy schedule. Yeah. No, thank thanks you. for having me. My name's Jay Flip. This is Drink Too Much. Crush on Steph Clasmith. Oh, she never liked no fool like me. I'm more than my cookie tea. No one's to ride my way. Am I really that insane? Why must it don't misbehave? If I wanna make it work, I better go and dish my dirt. So sorry if you ever have to carry me home. Sorry if I ever make you feel so alone. Sorry if I never ever pick up my phone When you really need me, you really need me I'm sorry if you ever have to carry me home Sorry if I ever make you feel so alone Sorry if I never ever pick up my phone When you really need me I just wanna get into trouble I wanna be out to lunch But last girl, she done me Cause I would drink too much I just wanna get into trouble Would you ride with me? Fly with me? No, no. Cause no one stay with me. No one's to play with me. So I'll go. Oh, oh, two shots to the door. Oh, oh, say it again. If I wanna make it work, I better go and dish my. I just wanna get into trouble. I wanna be out to lunch. But last girl, she done me. Cause I would drink too much. I just wanna get into trouble I wanna be out to lunch My last girl, she done me Cause I would drink, I would drink I would drink too much I'm feeling low You never know Getting in trouble Cause I would drink, I would drink I would drink too much I'm chasing highs In strangers eyes Getting in trouble
thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed that chat. I think I'll just be playing that acoustic version over and over again for this podcast. I think I'm going to save it to the side and just always like go right to the end and keep playing it. That was beautiful. It was. So now what's the time for? Question of the week. Okay, just because G was in here doesn't mean we can all be singers now. Thank you, Laura. Can I try a different version? No. Oh. Question of the week. Um, we're not going to make this into a thing. So the question of the week is, it's actually quite a fun one. So thank you for sending it in. Um, oh shoot, I lost your name. So I'm sorry I've lost your name, but it was. <laughs> thank you. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? You go first. Okay. This is random. I just thought of it. I don't think it's a bad idea. I'm in a weird mood today. Okay. You can't I, tell. I think I can tell. <laughs> okay. I would like to have a um, one. That I could, God, <laughs> yep. I could put it on anyone's head or on anyone could touch it, and then all of a sudden, all their levels would be happy. So you know, on The Sims, yeah, how you can everyone has the levels, like, like all their bars, social can go activity green. is important, so they're happy, and then so is health, and so is sleep. Yeah, so you so fill I up could, all their bars. Yeah, that's what I would like. So you just want everyone to be hundred percent content, the best version of themselves. Just feel good if they were sad. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you. What's yours? Mine's quite not as caring as that. <laughs> unfortunately. Let me guess it's mean. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, mine's just like, to be honest, I know it's just something that I've had since I was a kid. I used to have dreams that Peter Pan would come into my window and I could fly. So I really want to be able to fly. That's just, and I wouldn't ever have to do a traffic. That's I think a that's good my one. biggest thing is I hate traffic so much. But do you, why? What do you mean? Why? Who the hell likes traffic? The only good thing it's for is listening to podcasts. <laughs> true. Very true. Very true. Um, but I really like that one. And I've also heard like, you know, when you could like heal someone, that'd be pretty cool. So which one? Are you but the choosing? thing is, is if you were someone who could heal someone, yeah. you would have to do that 24 seven. Like if the world found out that there was someone yeah. that could touch someone and heal them, you would... You wouldn't Especially have a life you for yourself. You wouldn't no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't have a life for yourself. You wouldn't. Would so you? How many are we choosing? No, I'm just going to fly. But possibly heal. But possibly if heal. If you only had to heal, a if I could amount. heal, and then that person totally forgot how they got healed, then that would be my superpower. How many people would you heal? Well, as many as I could. But as long as they don't tell anyone, would you heal me? Oh, no, I'd let you die. <laughs> of course, I would heal you. I would heal anybody that needed it. But not too many. No, I just, <laughs> I just don't want to line out my house. You know, like oh <laughs> you gotta live. You I know? Don't know what's happening here, but this is the end of it. <laughs> so, anyway, reminder of what's coming up, guys. This Friday is International Yoga Day. If you've never given yoga a go, it's time to give it a go, and you can follow it along either on our program if you've got it, or on our YouTube channel. All the basics are up there, and um, we hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah, and thank you to everyone who subscribed to mm. our podcast last week. We appreciate all the new people. Hello. Yes. Hello there. This didn't turn you off keeping the subscribe button. And then if you, um, if you enjoyed this podcast particularly and you want to see more of G Flip, her Instagram handle is literally G Flip, so G-F-L-I-P. Beautiful. Yeah, so we'll see you next week and thank you so much for the support well, again. We really, really, really appreciate it. You want to sing a goodbye song? Goodbye. Oh, I didn't think you were actually going to do it. Different voice? No, Goodbye. just... Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay, <laughs> bye. <laughs>